This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. South Florida and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president of the Miami Rescue Mission. I'm here with my lovely wife, Marilyn Brummett. She's the vice president of development. Good morning, Marilyn. Are you excited to be here? Yes, very much so. Thank you and good morning. Yeah, we have a lot to cover today. And, and if it's the first time you've ever tuned into this program, uh, this program has been dedicated for over a decade to bring good news into the community. You know, with all the things that you're hearing on the social media and the news and all your devices can really be a downer for so many people. We've come out of COVID and then we're going back into COVID and uncertainty of what to do, when to wear a mask, not to wear a mask, when to get vaccinated, when not to get vaccinated and on and on and on. And those are critical issues that we all have to deal with. But in the meantime, in our cities across South Florida, there's still thousands and thousands of homeless men, women, and children. Really, they have no place to quarantine. They, they're very limited in getting uh, medical services, except what is provided to them by the continuum of care, uh, both in Broward and in Miami. And we're here, when been here for 99 years, helping men, women, and children uh, not just get off the street, not just get something to eat and take Take a shower. Those are all vital, important parts of what we do every day. But it's really for them to have a heart change. And we're a Christian organization. We don't hide away from that. You don't have to be a Christian to volunteer or support us or come into one of our buildings. But we are mandated by God to share his love through practical ways. And and I've been here a little over 30 years. Marilyn, you've been here almost 20 years. And we have this Saturday coming up, we have another outreach. It's all going to be done with all the COVID mm-hmm. CDC guidelines. We have a tremendous outreach. We do it every year. And we didn't want anything to get in the way of of us to be able to bless hundreds of families. That's right. Yes. Uh, next Saturday, August the 14th, we're going to be able to bless hundreds of families, over a thousand children. These are at risk families that really they have to make a choice. Are they going to buy food today? Are they going to pay the electric bill? I mean, whatever's left over usually is not for school supplies. And we want to empower our children to go back to school. Just remember how important it was to you at one time you want to go in to school with new items it's very very important to feel that you are prepared and ready to learn you don't want to go in with broken pencils and an old backpack and so what we have done is we have put together these drives for new sneakers backpacks and school supplies and we are in crunch time right now we still need your help and the way you could 
could help us, go to caringplace.org slash volunteer. And we're going to have a place where you can see that you can be involved in the sneaker drive, the school supply drive. And just click on that. We're going to get back to you. We're going to let you know what sizes are needed right now because we are lacking the older for the older teenagers. We don't want to forget them. You know, we got our grade school children. We have our teenagers. We want to make sure that everybody is provided for. So whether you can give financially or you can go out and buy the items, whatever you can do, even volunteer your time, go to caringplace.org slash volunteer. Let's all get involved to empower our youth to have a bright future. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, we had a, a similar type of outreach on our church property located in Miami Gardens. Yes, and uh, this is exactly where it's going to be again. We're going to be doing a drive-through, and so again, we're, we we have to do things decently in order and also safely. And so, you know, we can't have that. You know, everybody's crowded together because we are still, you know, going through the crisis right now. Now a Delta a variant, and so we want to do this uh, safely, but still make sure that our children are provided for. So it will be at the Miami Gardens property. We have uh, nearly 500 families that have signed up for this that are really in great need. But we still need the items that will be provided to give to these families. So once again, go to caringplace.org slash volunteer to get involved. That's right. And you know, can you imagine going to school um, as a youngster with hardly anything to go to school with? Uh, maybe some crayons or maybe some cast-offs from last year, the embarrassment, and just the idea of not being able to participate as a student. It's tough enough as it is. I mean, school systems are still deciding what to do across the nation as as far as this airing is this Sunday. Uh, Things could change dramatically in a week or two. That's how things have been going on since the last year. We told one thing, and then something else comes up, and then something else. And and most of us just want to know what's the safest thing to do. Uh, We don't want to impose ourselves on others, but that's the reason we're having a drive-through instead of a a big outreach on the street as we normally would do every year. We didn't do it last year and Mm -hmm. we were very successful and we want to be able to still be a beacon of hope. Uh, This is not necessarily those people that are homeless. Of course, we're going to take care of our homeless Mm -hmm. women and children that are in our centers, but we also want to make an impact in the community and just let people know that even through the hardest times, there's compassionate, generous, caring people in the community to say, you know something, Uh, I'm actually struggling myself, but I still want to be able to help Mm -hmm. somebody in great need. You know, we've had the collapse of the condominium in in Surfside just a, a month ago, and we're still reeling from that. We have earthquakes taking place in other parts. We had a a tremendous flood in Germany uh, that really hasn't made the news uh, too much, but it's just devastated uh, that area and and yet people will rally and they'll come together and they'll do something to help uh, somebody else you know this is in our summer months and Marilyn just told you about our sneaker drive and our school supply drive but it's the hottest of the months it's the wettest of the months you know up north they have to deal with the frigid cold and we have some of that Mm -hmm. here in South Florida but mainly Mm -hmm. it's the summer months it's the constant rain it's the heat Uh, people get dehydrated they they end up in our hospitals and our urgent care facilities because they're just not feeling well. And so we still need your help during these, we call them the summer slump months. You know, during the fall, everyone's excited about Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and getting ready for the normal uh, charity giving. We're going to have mm-hmm. our Miami Foundation Give Day going to come up shortly. But right now, we really could use a shot in the arm. And so I'm asking you to go to our website at 
caringplace.org slash virus. That's caringplace.org slash virus to give us a little boost during this uptick in the virus. You know, now we're back to sanitizing more often and wearing more PPE equipment and, and getting more people more tested. And these are people that are in our centers. You know, we have right now, we're not at full capacity. We're still building up to that. Things on hold a little bit and bringing new people in and having volunteers on site, even though we're welcoming that if we do the right protocols. But we don't, we want to keep people safe. And we're praying for you and for mm-hmm. our communities that people stay safe, that li- life is not lost. We had a very dear friend. Uh, in fact, he's the former president of the Miami Rescue Mission. Uh, his name is Dr. Jacobs. Uh, he actually contracted COVID, so we've been praying for him and for his family. You just never know. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a gentleman that served here for over 35 years, and his lovely wife served with him. And uh, a great big part of this ministry. And they're in a small, small little town. I mean, you could blink and go through the town and uh, they've been very cautious but he's a little older and so we need to pray for him and I'm thinking about everyone that's been affected by this Uh, you just don't know uh, who it's going to hit when it's going to hit and then you try to trace it you don't know it was it a supermarket was it when I was where I was was I at work you don't know sometimes you may have Mm -hmm. a a feeling it is but it's very sneaky and so we really could use your help you know for two dollars and ten cents Marilyn you know I've said this for years you've said it for years hope often begins with a meal. So when people are tired, they're hot, they're dirty, they want to come in, they want something to eat. And we have wonderful programs in Broward and in Miami, uh, but you just can't talk to a lot of people about changing their life so dramatically when Mm -hmm. they're still starving and when they're wet and when they're dirty and they're not in the best shape. Their clothes are filthy. So we want to take care of the basic needs. And for Mm $2.10, that's a meal and more. So for $21, that's 10 meals. And I know there's people that are listening right now that probably could do 100 meals or 200 meals. Uh, Whatever God puts on your heart, go to Caring Place dot org slash virus and you know as we go through the summer months we're going to re-engage uh, we're believing together that the best is yet to come and we're going to believe that for you and your loved ones mm-hmm. uh, during this fall months as we come up into the end of 2021 well god bless you thank you for listening and stay tuned right here on news radio 610 wiod for more mission possible Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate with the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I'm excited. We we have with us today over the phone, Kim DeFrancesco, an artist who we are so thankful for. Thank you for joining us, Kim. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you very much, Leanne, for including me in this. Uh, this is, let me tell you, we, we still very, um, very happy with the work and the mural that you did for the children and the moms at the Center for Women and Children. Every time I go through the center, I mean, this is the pathway, uh, for our listeners that have never visited the Hollywood Center. Um, this is the pathway between the kitchen and the Women and Children Center. So, we, I see it every day that I'm in, in the Broward Center. Mm-hmm. So I can miss it. And every time I look, it gives me joy. So, and I want you to know that this is the same feeling of the moms and the children and the visitors and everyone who sees the mural. So thank you so much for, for doing that. I know you're an artist. You're busy. Uh, you were new to South Florida back in 2019 and you said, you know what? Let me see what I can do to give back to my new community. And you chose us to do this mural. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thank you so much for that. And um, But tell, tell our listeners about Kim. Who is Kim DeFrancesco? Oh, well, first of all, I, I truly love doing that mural. That was, that was quite a pleasure. 
But um, my background is um, in interior design and in uh, mural work, actually. I've done hundreds of murals in the tri-state area, mostly in New Jersey, and um, some interior design work, some color consulting and that kind of thing. Um, and, um, you know, I've been working with clients for years now, for many, many years. And then, like you said, we decided to move down to Florida. So I started actually pursuing more of a personal um, art, my personal art, what I want to express because yes. I've always had clients and I've always done murals and it's always for somebody else, which was, is wonderful. And I still love doing that, but you know, I really wanted to figure out what my art was going to be. Absolutely. And I know I remember mm -hmm. the conversation you came in and you said, you know what? I'm ready. And not only did you do the mural, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth pointing out that you pretty much secured everything. You secured volunteers, the paint, uh, the, the work, everything that entailed, uh, to really put all this together. And, and I have to tell you, we know and our listeners know that if an artist was to create a mural like that, I mean, the price, I don't think a nonprofit would be able to afford, right? To find it in their budget, uh, to do this. So this is the reason why we're so grateful. Tell me about the inspiration behind the mural. Uh, well, the inspiration really was to have the children be able to um, have a beautiful space because, as you know, that space that we, we did the mural in um, is just really um, stucco walls, you know, and the, 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 uh, the fake grass. So something that um, represented outside, represented them, that maybe they could find themselves in it, um, something that they could have an interaction with you know uh, maybe a conversation with their their parents or with the staff that you have there absolutely and that's exactly what has happened you know i mean this is something that uh, i don't know i can't stop talking about it because again it's beautiful and, and tell me about the dimensions so our listeners who i know they, they haven't visited tell me about the dimensions of the whole mural it's quite large it's over 50 feet long um and It goes way up high. I would probably say uh, a good 20 feet on some areas. That one big hot air balloon that I did is just it's just enormous. I think the hot air balloon itself is 14 feet. Um, that is crazy. So, yes. I mean, when you're, when you're know, talking, this is like the size of two two men, you know, that are very tall. This is yeah, so like two stories. Yes. Two stories. yes. So people can um, see that. Oh. Mm -hmm. And the murals divided. One third is the the nightscape and the other two thirds is the dayscape. So um, again, just to give as much variety as possible, as many children as possible are represented in the mural. Um, uh, tons and tons of animals are in the mural. Um, I can't I think there's 92 ants. I mean, there's just so many. <laughs> It's just hysterical. And we had a ball doing it. And I have to give a little kudos to the Hollywood Women's Club that I belong to because yes. I presented it to them. And I'm telling you, those women kicked into gear and they funded the, almost the whole thing. They funded it. And I had tons of volunteers. I put the word out to fellow artists and um, I had several of them come and help. Um, we almost had too much help, you yes, know, so yes. I had to coordinate the whole thing and, um, I had to do a lot of prep work obviously for it, but w it was really nice. We, and we did it in a, quite a short period of time when you think about the scope of work and, um, You know, so it's, that it's massive. Really it's massive. And yes, you're mm -hmm. right. I mean, you guys didn't take a lot of time. And, and thank you for mentioning the, the women's, uh, 
the Hollywood's Women's Club because they do so much for us. I mean, this is a group of women that is just uh, phenomenal. I mean, just to mention a few, they they take they make sure to bring us a a Christmas tree, but not just a plastic one. They bring something, you know, something real uh, for the mm-hmm. children to enjoy, to decorate together. They do so much. So I'm I'm glad that they're in a way also, um, you know, helped you as much as they could because they they are phenomenal. They're they're really a mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful involved uh, group of women in our community. And 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 yes, your volunteers. The fact that I remember ladders and the paint coming in and the work being done. And and it's crazy because as you were doing it you know the moms and the children they were going through and seeing the progress because this is not something mm-hmm. that we could actually keep away um right, while right, you yeah. were doing it and and kind mm-hmm. of surprise no because it's right in the pathway um, of both centers so it was it was great really really great work and i know tell me about diversity because i know that was important to you and it's so important to us because obviously when you know as a homeless uh program as a people that come to our centers homelessness does not discriminate so we have people that come from all different paths of life people from all kinds of cultures and you know gender everything so tell me about diversity because i know that was important for you in the mural yeah, it, it was very important. I think there's eight or nine children represented in the mural, and um, they're, they're of every color. So we wanted the children, like I said before, to be able to hopefully see themselves um, or at least find something that they could identify with, you know. Because I know your facility, you have um, from every demographic absolutely ethnicity absolutely yeah yes yes Mm -hmm. and and that's why when i was let me tell you i have sat down in the patio just looking at the mural and act like a little kid myself (laughs) and just looking at everything and looking around and it's really it's 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 very 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 beautiful so you know Mm -hmm. again so thankful now how can our listeners if they want to see your work if they want to follow you i know social media nowadays is so important how can they find you kim in social media so that they can see your work and i know i I think you posted also the mural that you actually did for us so how can they find you yes well um a couple of ways they can find me through facebook by art kim d uh, art by kim d francesco um or on instagram which is kim d francesco and then i also um put together an instagram page for the mural which is the boc children's mural and the coloring pages that um, that I made and I had given you that the children could color their own version, they could take photos of that and they can post it at that hashtag. Um, people can photobomb in front of the mural and post that on the hashtag. Um, so it's another just another way to be interactive, see what other children have colored. You know, I actually brought some coloring pages with me. I'm in New Jersey right now at my ah, son's home. Yes. And I'm going to have all my friends, grandchildren, because everybody's grandchildren now. Um, do coloring pages so we could post them. I love it. Yeah, we're working mm-hmm. on that ourselves. I gave it to the case managers so that they could give it to the children and the children in mm-hmm. turn can hopefully let me have them. So not have them, but like take pictures so that I can send them to you and, and actually put them and, and hashtag the, the instructions you gave me. Cause it is important. You know, I, I like the coloring pages you left because this is how they can actually now look at the mural and say, Hey, I'm going to do exactly what she did, but on my coloring page. And it's just so. Mm-hmm. cool that you did that for them Mm -hmm. or they can make they can make the colors whatever they want whatever works for them yeah they can use their own creativity Mm -hmm. um, yeah uh, to to do that listen kim i'm 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 thankful i i'm i 
thank you so much for coming and doing that. I, I really wish, I know the pandemic hit and we weren't able to do something like kind of like an unveiling of the mural. But I hope when you're back in town, maybe we can do that. You can visit once again. Maybe we can invite the Women's Club in Hollywood to come alongside of us and uh, and mm-hmm. do something special, right? Because it needs to be celebrated and it needs to be put out there because it really is beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we love you and we hope to see you again soon. Yeah, I'll be there soon. Thank you so Thank much, you. Lee. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Take care. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. We are excited today. We have on on the phone Donna Barrett. Uh, she is the CEO and of Fostering Connections, also an author, an inspirational speaker, and even a real estate consultant. Donna, how do you do it? Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here and thank you for the opportunity to share some of the things that we are doing in the community. And so, yes, uh, my name is Donna Barrett. I am an author and I uh, own the Home Value Group for the past 20 years. Uh, I'm also the CEO founder of uh, fostering connections together with Dr. Maurice Desire, and we seek to assist children and families in our both local and international communities. Wow. And when we haven't met personally, but thank you so much uh, for everything you're doing. Uh, we were introduced uh, because you're doing something very special for the women in our center in Hollywood. And you will be having a very special late afternoon with the women. It's kind of like a devotional uh, based on not only your book, that you wrote that is called Believe, but also on a manifesto that you put together. So tell me a little bit about the book. And uh, if anyone is interested in buying this book, uh, tell me about it and tell me where they can find it. Okay, excellent. So this is a devotional from women to women. It uh, Actually, the idea came to mind a few months after the pandemic. And I was watching the news one day and they were talking about the difficult times that women were going through. And so I thought to myself, what can I do to help to encourage and inspire these women as they go through challenging times? And the idea came, why not call family members and friends and ask them to share a testimonial of the goodness of God, um, of a situation in their lives. And uh, when I made the phone calls, um, it was wonderful responses. And so I am so happy to announce that from that idea, we came up with a devotional. 60 women contributed to it with 132 devotionals. And this is what I will be launching on the 26th of August from the Women's Shelter in Hollywood. That's amazing. And now I know you have the book, Believe. Tell me a little bit about the book and where can our listeners find it? I know it's already for sale, right? You told me that. So tell me a little bit about the book and where can we purchase it from? Right. So Believe is actually about my life, how I overcame every single obstacle that came in my way. And it's really to encourage someone to first believe in God and second to believe in themselves. And once they do, they can change the entire outlook on their life. You can actually um, get this book on Amazon by just typing in the word Believe Dr. Donna and it comes up or on Barnes & Noble, both of them online. 
Um, I, I can tell you, once you read this book, you will change the entire outlook on your life. So I encourage you to get a copy. I am a reader. I love, love stories like yours. So I cannot wait. I always have two and three books at the same time that I'm reading. So thank you for doing that. Uh, oh, it sounds welcome. it sounds very inspiring. So I want to thank you uh, not only for you know finding the time to come to the interview, but also for everything that you're doing for women and children, and especially the children. Right? I know you're big on that. And we cannot yes. wait until we do this activity together with you. And uh, I cannot wait to meet you in person. Donna Barrett, uh, give us one more time. Uh, how can people find that book, Believe? And I know that the Women to Women Manifesto would also be available later on. So um, how can we find you in social media? Are you in social media? Can we follow you? Yes, you can follow me, Dr. Donna, on, on our social media, uh, either Facebook and also Instagram. Believe you can find on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble by just typing in the word um, believe Dr. Donna and it comes up. In addition to that, a link is on my Facebook page and also on my Instagram page. Amazing. Thank you so much, Donna, for joining us. This was great. Until next time now. Once again, we're at that part of the program. We talk to somebody who is going through life change or has really experienced a life change and they tell their testimony. I have with me today Will, and we've actually talked to Will before as he was in the program. Now he has actually finished uh, the program and he is in what we call post-alpha. So uh, he is now a graduate of uh, class 111, alpha 111. So first of all, Congratulations, Will. Thank, Thank you for you. being on the program again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, in your story before, and I'll say it very briefly, there was a lot of things that had led you to come to Broward Outreach Center, yeah. but you were one of those. You had even come out of jail, and you had gone to Broward Outreach Center, but you were very successful, and you really was doing the right thing. In fact, you got a job. And in Broward was doing fantastic, and I'm not going to say anymore because then you were knocked down once again after seeming to do all the right things. What happened, Will? Yeah, I, you know, it was an exciting moment when I got the job at the airport. I uh, was working at Fort Lauderdale Airport, and you know, uh, I had gotten a phone. I started getting my stuff together. I was paying the rent at Broward to saving up, getting ready to move on. And I got a hold of contact with my mother. You know, I want to let my mother know how I was doing and everything, how great everything was going. And the first thing she says to me is, Oh, where have you been? You know, the police have been looking for you. And I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? The first thing I'm, I'm thinking, you know, is that there was, you know, what could it possibly be? It could be for anything that I had did when I was on the street. You know, I didn't know if it was, was current or, you know, mm -hmm. so I, my mother gave me the number to the public defender and I had called them and they had informed me that I had a warrant for my arrest because I had was missing court. They had added a charge to the case that I had when I was in jail mm. and because they had released me on my own recognizance. Now, this was actually an effort on their part for me to enter into drug court. Mm. Um, but I didn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. I said it's something that was going to hold me back. So I had to turn myself in that following Monday. You know, I lost my job at the airport because I, they can't have somebody working there with an open felony case. And um, and I went to court and, you know, uh, the judge had told me that, you know, the, about the program and how long it was going to I was going to need a year, how I was going to have to pay. And then I needed a permanent address. And I informed him that I was homeless. 
And they, I told him I was at the Broad Outreach Center that I was going, you know, he, he rearranged me for two weeks, a two-week date to see, you know, if I could talk to the counselor that I had there and figure out an option. Um, I came to the back to the Broad Outreach Center and, they, you know, they couldn't hold me on for that period of time. It's it's their shorter program, mm-hmm. you know, so I couldn't stay there in that period of time. So the the count that I knew with this intern that was there, which is now a case manager here at um, the Miami you know, right? campus. Yep. And uh, Kenneth Burke. And he he's a great guy. And um, he he uh, he informed me that the Miami Rescue Mission was doing a Thanksgiving outreach and. Um, I did, was, Miami is a big transition for me. I was from, oh, I'm from Broward. I didn't know what it was going to be like down here. And I didn't know, you know, this, I've only heard stories and I've come down here in times to party or maybe to get drugs. So it wasn't like when I thought of Miami, I didn't think, oh, a place where I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, call home, you know, and, and build my life together in that situation. And, you know, I, I, I took the opportunity that, that following morning, um, on Thanksgiving morning, he had picked me up in front of the Broward Outreach Center dropped me down here. It must have been six in the morning. It was actually really cold. I remember that day. Yes. And, um, and I was waiting and I came down here and it was such a big campus. Mm-hmm. And I, now, you know, did you happen to see him play football out there before? Yes. The yeah, I, I saw yeah, that's the, the Turkey Bowl. bowl. That's <laughs> a tradition. Every uh, year, some of the alumni come back. And they play football right on the street. And that was actually the first thing I saw. And there was a camaraderie in that between the guys that I, I realized and I noticed. And when I saw that, it was, I, I didn't know, the atmosphere here was just different. I can tell, I automatically was able to tell there was something different. But when I got able to sit down, as the tents started going up and, and the people started coming out, um, they, they did the intake tent. And I was in line for the intake tent. And I got to sit down for Mar- with Marlo. And he uh, he was asking, they were telling me about the program and what I was to expect. I'm going to stop you right there for a moment because we're going to come back with the rest of your story. Mm-hmm. But you're here on Thanksgiving Day to hopefully come into the Miami campus and experience the outreach. And we'll be back with more of Will's story. Okay, we are back with Will, and he's going to tell the rest of the story. He actually showed up on Thanksgiving Day a year ago at the Miami campus for the big, great Thanksgiving banquet outreach on the street. And so you're telling Will right now how you felt when you got here. And uh, I think you had some intrepidation as to, oh, my gosh, I think I'm out of my element. I don't think I'm going to really belong here. So how? why did... What happened next? Well, I was sitting there, and I remember sitting at the tables, and there there's bands playing, and I guess they were preparing the food. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm asking God, well, why did this happen? You know, I had surrendered myself to you. I had gotten a job. And, you know, everything I thought I was doing right, you know. And this is, it was something that nobody was forcing me to do. It was something I sought after. Um, you know, knowing that God had brought me out of the mess that I was in. Um, so I wanted to t- follow him and I felt like, well, why is this roadblock coming? You know, and, and it was a big one. It was, it was. And I didn't know what to expect with court either, you know, and I didn't know whether they were going to accept me being there or not. Um, so I, I just, I, I heard the bands playing and then the people started coming out and giving food and I saw, you know, the activities that were going on there and it was, it was, so it's pretty big, it, isn't it? Yeah. All the showers. And There's the like a thousand or more never, people there. Oh yeah. It was a lot. It must've been about 1500 yeah. at least. And you know, and there, all, there was just this in the staff that was present and how volunteers. they warm and the volunteers, it, it was in, in the music. And so I got, I started, you know, tapping my foot, you know, getting into it. I ate some good food. 
and you know I, I remember they had they had called the people that for the for the intake to come in and um to, into the building so I, I hadn't been inside yet and when I got in it was just this warming atmosphere and they had all lined up they were giving us showers giving us the clothes and you know and, and, and showing us what we would to expect and we sat down with the counselors and they made it uh, very it was it was it was so I knew that okay you know what I can do this mm-hmm. you know this uh, they're not it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be complicated you know it's, it's more I have to get I have to surrender you know and get over myself you know I can't get I can't I know that God has this is happening for a reason and he has to he has to have a bigger plan for me than where I, I being at the you know the path that I was mm-hmm. going on so, so what happened then with court well as I had brought the letters in and I was showing him that I was here and the judge, the state prosecutor wanted me to not to do, they didn't know exactly if this was going to suffice for what they had wanted me to do, but the judge must have seen favor, had favor with me and told me to continue being here and through about eight months after mm-hmm. eight months of being here, he dismissed both my charges Amen. and I completely dropped them and it I hadn't, I didn't have to pay anything mm. I, I didn't, you know I, I, I got to share my testimony, every time in front of court he would ask me you know how it was going and I got to share with the, the people that were in that were in chains and 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 and, and, and jump, uh, jumpsuits what it, what I was going through and what was happening in my life and that it was possible that it could happen for them too so it was this that's what the Miami rescue mission okay let's end on me. what you're aspiring to do now um well I am now post alpha grad yes. you know so uh, I'm looking that I'm uh, finishing the CES course which is eight weeks long that's career employment and uh, once I can complete that, I want to get into Miami Dade College for my paralegal studies uh, degree as an associate's in science. Um, I plan on striving to help people that were in similar situations. Um, and maybe I could work under your lawyers and maybe criminal justice and, and the people that are defending people mm-hmm. and share my testimony with them and offer whatever help I can. Wow. So. What, a, what a big turnaround. Yeah. And even good. though you had a wonderful job there at the airport and you could have climbed the ladder there, mm-hmm. but maybe God did have a, a different plan, but you had mm-hmm. to s- learn to surrender to even when it seemed like the freight train came out of a, a different tunnel mm-hmm. and you were doing good. I hope this encourages somebody uh, that even if you were doing the right thing and something came out of left field, hit you down, don't give up. Never give up. Put Never yourself up. around people that are positive and can lift you back up. And that's what Will did. And we're so happy for him. Continue to pray for Will and all the other men, Thank women, you. and children that the Broward Outreach Center and Miami Rescue Mission continues to help and pray for this Thanksgiving. God bless you all. Wow, what a great testimony from William. And you know, that's what it's really all about in our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward Counties. It's about seeing people come in that are hurting, that maybe have lost their route in life. And and now they're starting to re-engage. They're looking positive. They're looking to a better future. And we can't do it without donors and supporters, our prayer partners, our business partners, our government agencies that come alongside of us. And uh, we are we want to do it over and over every single day. And the way that we start off is by offering a meal and a safe place to stay. And you can help us and help more people like William by going to our website at caringplace.org slash virus. That's caringplace.org slash virus. We've had an uptick in the COVID virus throughout our nation. And so we're starting to see that repercussions. I'm sure you're seeing it where you are at your work or where you are at your home and your relatives. And it's happened here on a on a big scale as well. We've had a few cases become positive. Uh, some of our staff, some of our clients, and we've had to kind of move everything around that we did pre-COVID 
COVID uh, to make sure that they're safe and, and get healthy. We want to all come back. But you can help us for $2.10. I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous. You know, where can I get a full meal for $2.10? But you can provide a hot meal. And that is often the gateway showing people that we really care, that we really care about them as individuals. And many of the homeless uh, that come to our, our centers are people that you might see when you're going about the counties. You know, people begging at stop signs and intersections. People may be sleeping on bus benches or maybe you see somebody walking in a parking lot talking to themselves. And we have a, such a high incidence of mental illness among our homeless. But when people come to us, they come out of great need. Not just that we have the best program or the coolest looking facilities. They're here because they're hungry or they need a change of clothes or they're just dirty or they need some hygiene products. And so we'll start that off. Uh, by making that connection and maybe five or six or ten connections during the course of a few months until that person knows us and and trusts us and Mm -hmm. say you know something I can make a difference. I see other. I see my friends coming here, and they're getting their life turned around. I think I can get my life turned around, and then they will make that next step, like William did, and say, "You know something? I want to get my life back together. I've been, I've been doing the wrong thing for such a long time. I need to start doing the right thing, beginning right now." So, for two dollars and ten cents, you can help us. Twenty-one dollars is ten meals, and some of you that are listening can do maybe a hundred meals or two hundred meals, and help us, especially during the summer slump and with our virus. And on top of that, this Saturday coming uh, we have another community outreach it's going to bless about 500 families in maryland uh, you're here to tell us about what's going to happen on the 14th yeah that's right and you know as i listen to you talk as well this program is about good news so yes we do tell you the need but i also want you to know the other side of the story about the good news you heard that from william you hear it from the testimonies of people that come on to the program their lives are transformed and the good news is that we want to empower people, uh, men, women, and children, so they can go forward. When we say, you know, give a hand up, not a hand out, that's what it really means. A hand out just means, okay, we'll help you once and uh, hope you get it together. But a hand up means that, no, we want to help you go to another level. And so next Saturday, we're doing a drive through And what we need uh, help with is new sneakers, backpacks, and school supplies. And we are asking the community to come alongside and help. And the good news is that the community does do this. We see it over and over again. Now, we are in crunch time, so we've only got one week to go. We need some of the bigger sizes for sneakers for the teens. New sneakers, remember, these need to be new because it's the beginning of a school year. We want them to go back with new things. So go to caringplace.org slash volunteer. You're going to see something special there about the sneaker drive help us in any way you can with your time with your talent with your treasure uh, whatever way you can get involved go to caringplace.org slash volunteer and also we're going to be giving away school supplies so it's going to be a great week coming up god bless you may the lord keep you safe keep your loved ones safe and tune in next sunday right here on news radio 610 wiod for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.